Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the history of British aircraft manufacturers. This episode will look at the famous Vickers Aviation Company. Unlike other companies, Vickers had been established for over 200 years in the areas of engineering, armoury, shipbuilding and automobiles. Aviation seemed a natural progression. Edward Vickers was in charge and in 1908 the Admiralty asked the Vickers Company to build a rigid airship along the lines of the German Zeppelin. Nicknamed the Mayfly, some called it the No-Fly, as it never got off the ground. It even broke its back before test flying commenced in 1911. Up to this point, the company was known as Vickers, Sons and Maxim. Later, in 1911, the company formed Vickers Aviation Limited. Its first foray into airplane building was to acquire a license from the Robert Ersno Peltry Company, to build their monoplane at the Vickers base at Joyce Green near Dartford in Kent. However, it was not a great success. By this time, Vickers had added Brooklands, the new, newly opened racetrack and flying ground, to their locations and had started up a flying school. Two of these REP monoplanes were used by the flying school, but they were difficult to control, underpowered and inherently unstable, so they were not a success. One model even made it down to Antarctica for the Douglas Mawson expedition, but owing to a crash in Adelaide in 1911, it went to the Antarctic as a tractor for sledges, but due to the low temperatures, the oil solidified and the engine seized, making it totally useless. It was abandoned at Camp Denison, and parts of it have just been discovered, or recently discovered in 2010. The first successful aircraft built by Vickers was the FB-5 Gunbus, the First World War fighter. Now it had an unusual configuration, whereas the propeller was at the back, pushing it through the air, as opposed to pulling it. This, however, did give the pilot and bomb aimer an uninterrupted forward view. The first flight was from Joyce Green in 1914, just months before the outbreak of war. However, manufacturing then all moved to Brooklands in 1915. That was, however, not before the first flight of the Vickers Vimy bomber, which also took place at Joyce Green. At Brooklands, they continued construction of the Gumbus, which was Britain's first practical and successful fighter plane. The Vickers Vimy bomber was also a successful design and aircraft during the war, and in June 1919, it came to more prominence as being the aircraft that Captain John Alcott and Lieutenant Arthur Whitton Brown carried out the first non-stop flight of the Atlantic Ocean. In 1928, Vickers Aviation Department Limited officially became Vickers Aviation Limited. Months later, they merged with the heavy engineering division of Armstrong Whitworth Development Company and became Vickers Armstrongs. The merger, however, did not affect the Armstrong Whitworth company, Aircraft Company at this point. Also in 1928, Vickers Armstrongs took over Supermarine Aircraft Limited and became Supermarine Aviation Works Vickers Limited. At this point, and slightly beyond, Supermarine were able to design and manufacture their aircraft under their own name. However, when it came to the Spitfire being produced in the late 1930s, it was known as either the Supermarine Spitfire or the Vickers Supermarine Spitfire. There were occasions, certainly for the later models, it became known as the Vickers Armstrong Spitfire. Vickers, or more correctly, Vickers Armstrongs, 
return briefly to airship manufacturing between the wars, with the Barnes Wolliffe designed R100, which completed a return Atlantic crossing in 1930. The project was, however, later abandoned after the tragedy which befell the airship R101 later in the same year. Barnes Wallace himself, famous for the bouncing bomb in the Dambusters raid during the war, became a significant personality within the Vickers Armstrong Company during the pre-war years, especially with the introduction of the geodetic design concept used in the Vickers Wesley and the more famous Vickers Wellington bomber. The Wellington, made in the mid-1930s, was a twin-engined, long-range medium bomber. It holds the distinction for being the only British bomber that was produced for the whole duration of the war. It was being increasingly superseded by the big four-engine heavies, for instance the Avro Lancaster, but it still remained in service and was even used for anti-submarine patrols. It was still in service after the war in many secondary roles. After the war, Vickers produced the world's first turboprop airliner. This brought efficiency, economy and comfort to passengers. It was also one of Britain's most successful aircraft and lasted in service until the early 90s. This was the Vickers Viscount. Another distinctive aircraft that Vickers uh, developed was the Vickers VC-10 airliner, four-engined, T-tail, graceful-looking aircraft. It was the world's fastest subsonic aircraft at the time. It was designed for, for the transatlantic and also to operate in the high altitude places such as Kenya's Nairobi airports. It later went on to, um, as well as an airliner, become transport, VIP and refueler in the Royal Air Force and was only retired out of service in the early 2000s. The last major design using the Vickers name was the strategic bomber known as the Vickers Valiant in the 1950s. Along with the Handley Page Victor and the Avro Vulcan, this made up Britain's V Bomber Force. This was part of the deterrent against the Warsaw Pact countries during the Cold War. The Vickers name finally disappeared in aviation terms due to the enforced merger of the Bristol Aircraft Company, English Electric and Hunting Aircraft to form the British Aircraft Corporation, or BAC, in 1960. Next time we'll look at Bristol Aircraft Company and then we will look at the formation of BAC, British Aircraft Corporation, which later became BAE, British Aerospace. There are other aircraft companies that they too have been taken over, like Westland have now been taken over along with Augusta to form a company called Leonardo. But there are independent companies like Britain Norman and there was Slingsby. We will look into those another time. In the meantime, if you have any queries, please email thehangarats at gmail.com. That's thehangarats, or one word, at gmail.com. Thank you very much.